So I'm now about to take the cross-country trip to California. This trip was a real nightmare. Talk about frustration. My vida loca. Anyway, I've heard this trip takes... People have made it in three days, five days, seven days. It took me ten days. We wasn't stopping to see any sights, nothing like that. It just takes that long. It's fighting and arguing all the fucking way across. Somewhere around Arizona, she decides, let her the fuck out. She's going to take a, a bus from here on out. And at that point, I'm glad to see her take the goddamn bus. So I get her a bus ticket to Monterey. Now, her mother was living in a town called Salinas, very close to Monterey. And I continue on my own, heading for Monterey. I had... My friends was there in Monterey. Friends that I had met in Chicago. Nasty Mike Lobert, Simon Saberlink, and George the Silver were all in that area, that part of the country. So I figured I may be able to get a job with one of those guys. Arriving in Monterey, the first guy I go to see is Nasty Mike. We were good friends in Chicago. Nasty Mike explains to me business is not all that good in Monterey. He has got himself a fishing boat, things he enjoyed doing. He used to take out day trips on fishing excursions. <clears throat> he told me I was welcome to sit in the shop if I wanted, but I wasn't going to even earn a living. Things were not that good. So the next guy I go to see is Simon Sabolink. Simon was in the same town of Monterey, there were three shops there at that time. Simon explains to me, just like Mike did, business ain't so good. He says, you, you probably won't even make a living here. He says, maybe I'd be better off to go down to San Diego. Doc Webb was looking for somebody. I thanked Simon. I got directions from my friends to Salinas, which... Sharon's mother was living. It was right up the hill. They said, just go up this road to the top of the mountain. They said, that's the town of Salinas. He said, you might want to stop and see George the Silver has a little shop up there. I thanked him, and off I went. I go see my friend George. George was a great guy as well. He explained to me, Salinas is a farm town. And his customers are the Mexican farmers. He said, they don't have much money. He said, look at the prices I'm getting here. Boy, taking a step backwards. He was still getting two, three, and five dollars for his tattoos. Nothing at all, really. He, he informed me that he had a very good friend that was opening a penny arcade in the town of Oakland. That's right near San Francisco. He said, it's a Navy town. He said, in a big penny arcade. And he's looking to put a tattoo over in there. I, he said, that should be a good spot. That would be his suggestion for me to do.
Now I go find Sharon's mother. That was a confusing thing to do. She lived in a little farming community in a little farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. So anyway, I finally find it. I explained to Sharon what just happened to me and what I was going to do. I was going to take a ride to Frisco, check out this town of Oakland and see about this arcade job. That's what I was going to do, and I would be back for her in a few days. So arriving in San Francisco, I go to see and meet for the first time the famous Lyle Tuttle. I like San Francisco. It was a bright, exciting town. Chinatown was large. You could get lost in Chinatown. And when you ended up in one of them streets in Chinatown, you thought you were in China. There were little men were pulling rickshaw carts with them straw hats. It looked like you was in China. Anyway, I go to meet Lyle Tuttle. His tattoo shop was right near the bus terminal in the Skid Row sort of area. That's where most tattoo shops were in those days. He was on the second floor. Large flight of stairs to go up. Big wide stairs. Then they get to the top, his tattoo shop <coughs> was in a big building, but it was a little tiny section petitioned off <coughs> where he did his tattooing. He had a young fellow working in there. Since then, I've asked Tuttle, who was that guy? What was his name? Tuttle's memory is like mine. He can't remember who. He had so many people working for him, I guess, through the years. Anyway, I get to meet Lyle Tuttle, have a couple of talk with him. He says he, he has a guy now. He said he don't need anybody. But he was glad to meet me. He's heard about me, so on and so forth. We became friends. We end up sending each other customers back and forth from San Francisco to Philadelphia. It was quite a little game. Anyway, I take a ride across the bridge to Oakland, California. Now, Oakland was not a big, cheery city like San Francisco. It was sort of on a dingy side. It was mainly black, and back in those days, blacks didn't get tattooed. So I find this arcade... I go in and I meet George the Silver's friend. I explain to him who I am, and I'd like to have this job in the arcade. This fellow explains to me he's building the arcade. Won't be ready for another four or five weeks. He says, but he wants a tattooer in there. He says, the Navy Yard ain't far down the, down the street there from him, and it should be a good spot. <clears throat> so I shake his hand. I tell him I'll be back. Now I go to visit the only tattoo shop in Oakland at that time. The name of the shop was Davy Jones's Locker. There was two fellas worked in there. The owner, Davy Jones, 
and another fellow called Shaky Jake. I had seen their work throughout my career. So I go in and I announce that I'm, my name is Crazy Eddie. I'm from, from New York, and I'm just passing through, and I thought I'd say hello. They both come over to shake my hand. The one guy sticks his hand out, and he's shaking like a leaf. And I say, you must be Shaky Jake. He says, yeah, how did you know? Then Jake and Dave both tell me about this guy that's opening the Penny Arcade. And he's probably going to put a tattoo in there. And they didn't like that idea. There wasn't enough business around for another tattoo, they explained to me. And that this guy should have opened this arcade over in Frisco. But business was better and everything was bigger and better. So I take a ride across the bridge back to San Francisco. Where I wanted to look around and see Frisco a little more. Now I visit Fisherman's Wharf. Jesus, that was a nice place. All kinds of outdoor restaurants and snack places to eat. Places to have a drink on the corner. It was really exciting, Fisherman's Wharf. I said, Jesus, a tattoo shop would go great here. And I just started walking around daydreaming to myself. I said, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. It'd take a lot of money to open a tattoo shop here. I didn't know anybody. I didn't have that, that kind of equipment and everything with me to build a shop. I said, well, I'm just going to go back, get Sharon, and tell her we're going to go back to Philadelphia. So back to Salinas I go, and I explain to Sharon... We're going to have to go back to Philadelphia. I got a good business going there. And we can make a living there. We'll get Fat Billy to meet us when the plane comes in. I said, I'm going to give the car to my friend Nancy Mike down the street here. I said, we'll get Fat Billy to meet us and take us right to New York. Where we'll leave the kids at my sister's house. We'll get a lawyer in Philadelphia. And we'll fight for these kids in the court system. So I go down and see my friend Nasty Mike. I tell Mike my plans. I said, I got all my tattoo gear and my clothes and everything in this car. Do me a favor, help me pack it up in boxes so I can ship it home. And you can have this car. It's a nice car. I just got it to make this trip out here. It's a pretty decent car. Mike agrees, helps me get everything packed up, and we ship everything home. 